Hello, mighty warriors of God, and welcome to MI15. Today is Sunday, August 27th, 2023, and this is day 1985 of our journey together. Thank you so, so much for tuning into our podcast. My name is Jackie, and welcome, welcome, welcome to you. So let's go ahead and get started. Father, we honor you and glorify you and praise you with all that is in us. Thank you, Lord, for creating us in your image and giving us your breath of life. Thank you, Father, for equipping us with everything we need to go forth and fulfill the purpose you've given us for today. I thank you, my Lord, for comforting the brokenhearted and healing the sick and blessing those who may be in financial need. I ask, Father, that you will speak to day, that it be all about you and not about me. In Jesus' name, amen. Glory to God, everybody. Thank you again for tuning in. Today's message is stop settling and advance. Yep. Stop settling for where you are and look for the opportunities God is giving you to advance. We're coming out of Acts chapter 3, verses 1 through 10. Acts 3, 1 through 10. And it says, One day Peter and John were going up to the temple at the time of prayer, at three in the afternoon. Now a man who was lame from birth was being carried to the temple gate called Beautiful, where he was put every day to beg from those going into the temple courts. When he saw Peter and John about to enter, he asked them for money. Peter looked straight at him, as did John. Then Peter said, look at us. So the man gave them his attention, expecting to get something from them. Then Peter said, silver or gold I do not have, but what I do have, I give you. In the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth, walk. Taking him by the right hand, he helped him up and instantly the man's feet and ankles became strong. He jumped to his feet and began to walk. Then he went with them into the temple. You notice he had not been, from my understanding here, from what I'm reading, he was always placed outside of the temple for a specific reason. Now he's able to go deeper. Now he's able to go into the temple. (laughs) Glory to God. He went with them into the temple courts, walking and jumping and praising God. When all the people saw him walking and praising God, they recognized him as the same man who used to sit begging at the temple gate called Beautiful. And they were filled with wonder and amazement at what had happened to him. You notice, too, that he was praising God. Before that, he really didn't trust in God, uh, it looks to me anyway, from my own perspective. He was trusting in himself and his own abilities and in the people that would bring him there daily. This time, now he he knew who God was because God had changed his life and um, he was able to praise God and and glorify God for who God was. Ah, oh, this is such an amazing... There's so much here in this beautiful 
Bible truth. There's so much. Let's go to our points. Point number one. Have you ever done something the same way for so long that it's become normal to you? You know, you've become complacent, not expecting anything more or or even better. After my husband had several heart attacks over eight to 10 years, uh, over eight to 10 year period, we had gotten accustomed to going to a particular group of heart specialists, doctors. Uh, uh, The doctor my husband saw in the beginning at the hospital he was going to was amazing. And after a few years, he retired and a new doctor took over. He wasn't as efficient and caring as the first doctor, but we continued going out of habit. I mean, this doctor would only see him maybe once or twice a year when my husband really needed to be seen maybe quarterly or monthly even at that stage. Now he's seen, you know, maybe every other month or quarterly. Uh, But we just got stuck in that habit because that's where we had been used to going for so many years. Until one day, after meeting an amazing nurse practitioner and her husband, who was a retired physician at our bakery when we were in Crown Center, We began to have conversations about the poor service my husband was receiving. She encouraged us to change doctors ASAP. She literally talked to my husband on the phone because she she wanted to just, you know, after we had built a relationship, she could hear that he had a lot of fluid buildup around his heart. His breathing was really off. He was struggling and you know, the capacity of his heart is really low anyway. She said, you need to get uh, a new doctor. And she even did research to find good doctors who could help my husband. Um, we finally found um, uh, new heart doctors and at a new hospital that was an extremely good fit. <clears throat> they really cared about his life and his well-being you know, how he was functioning, if he was functioning to the best capacity that he could, you know, with not just settling, not just giving him enough just to lay around, but they wanted him to move around and, and enjoy life. And so that's, that's how they treat him. They're like, okay, let's, let's try this medication instead of that, because, you know, this one makes, makes, affects your kidneys in, in such a devastating way. Let's, let's balance this out. Uh, and they have conversations with us both. Um, and uh, they even made adjustments on on one of his medication dosages because based upon his culture and race, they said as per studies, it showed one size does not fit all. It showed that for black people that this medication, you could give more as opposed to what they would give their white patients. So they went deeper and they truly cared. And so we see them on a regular basis and they have built um, uh, a strategy with the other doctors that he sees because he sees several other doctors as well. So they want to make sure that they're all working together in alliance for the best service they can give my husband. It was the best move we could have ever made. My husband is doing so much better. And, you know, it was just us. And I'm talking, we had been complacent for, with that same 
same doctors for many years. I mean, it might have been about eight years or so. And um, it was time. And, and, and God will send someone or something to trigger you, to let you know. It's time. You, you become complacent here, just as the man did. Uh, he was triggered by the statement that Peter and John made to him. He was used to the same response. You know, he had gotten used to that, uh, them just giving him money. But they didn't do that. Point number two, what is God, um, what is God showing you to change so that you can advance spiritually, mentally, and physically? It's time to stop begging or settling and walk in the way the Lord would have you to walk. You see, we become stagnant and bound when we choose to not shift or change according to the guidance of the Holy Spirit. Now, just imagine if we had not shifted when the nurse practitioner talked to us, we would have still been in that situation. My husband would have been, or even worse, or maybe not even here on this earth anymore. Uh, Because sometimes we can take ourselves out sooner than God had planned for us to be. But it's like, if if we don't yield when God says yield, then we're making the choice to disobey him. You know what else? We can also stunt the growth of others by enabling them. Although we feel like we're, we're helping them, we're not. We're actually stunting their growth, as did the people who helped the crippled man. They did what they knew to do. None of them really seemed to know to pray for him or send for the elders or the, of the church or you know those who knew God, nothing like that. So we're going to have to, as the people uh, providing the help and the and assistance, teach people how to fish rather than to fish for them. Uh, teach them, you know, I remember a time, many times when we work with people uh, that we were blessed to serve in the community uh, many years ago. Well, not that long ago, actually, but for 14 years we did this at our old church at 21st and Prospect. And working with people that might not have had homes that <clears throat> that may have been struggling with drugs. And so some of the resources that we had, we didn't have money and we would always tell them that we couldn't give them money. But what we can do is that uh, we could um, attach them or connect them with resources, with other people that can help them, that can take them to the next level. But it's going to take their willingness to do it. So typically, Uh, The first step was always drug treatment. If it was someone addicted to drugs, you know, they may have said, I need a house. I, I need this. I need that. Of course, we understand that. But the primary situation right now that is affecting your decision making, that is affecting everything you do is the addiction to drugs. So we had a connection with an organization that would let them stay with them for nine months because they knew that it wasn't a, a, an overnight fix. And there's a lot of places where people go and might they might stay for a week or two or go once a week or whatever, and that doesn't help. And this was a, a biblically, biblically based uh, foundation, which I loved. And we toured it and visited and and uh, and so I made arrangements with them anytime we found someone, if we could get them set up. And they said yes. 
And out of all the people that we talked to and would let them know, you know, here's your options. You need to go to a facility to get help. And they would say, okay, we'll let you know when we're ready. And out, you know, maybe one person and that person didn't even go to the long-term facility. They went to a short-term because that was what they chose. They, you know, and so, uh, and and that was, we dealt with hundreds, uh, it seemed anyway, over the 14 years of people. Uh, and um, yeah, it's it's a shift that we have to make ourselves and be willing to change. Nobody can change you for you. You have to be willing to change yourself. Uh, we When we were in our 20s and our early 20s and we mid 20s, we may have been around 25 or um, 23, probably around 23, early 20s. And I remember we had stayed in these apartments that we, I had grown up in for some years. You know, that's where my mom raises the last few years of our lives before we become became adults. And we had gotten used to these low income apartments, which was good. It was what we needed at the time and uh, what my mom could afford. But uh, the service was extremely substandard. <clears throat> they did not fix and repair things. They literally were le- was letting the property go. It looked horrible. And we were living there with our two kids, my husband and I. And and uh, we decided to move. You know, let's just, why are we here? We can do better. Let's let's move. I could see if this was the best you can do. We We started there and 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 things were people were robbing their apartments and it was just really getting bad started off okay and uh we found a place that was more high end and you know it was had a swimming pool it was really nice a lot of big time football players lived there and things like that but that didn't matter to us it was the fact that we could we could afford it and uh it was nice, and we wanted to raise our children in a nicer place And until we were able to buy a house. And we had a lot of naysayers saying, you don't want to do that. You know, uh, what if you can't afford the rent? Or And these are family members close to us, and they meant well. But we had a choice to make, and we decided, my husband and I decided to move forward. And it was the best thing we could have ever done. We stayed there for several years, raising our children there, and uh, until we ended up moving into my grandmother's house uh, that we we uh, rented from her for several years. Uh, but yeah, it was uh, the best thing we could have ever done. And what if we had listened to the naysayers that that again meant well, but it wasn't God and. We had to pray about it. You know, well, actually, yeah, I was uh, 22 or 23. So I was just, I had maybe around that year accepted Jesus. So we didn't, I wasn't into no praying at that time. Okay, let me just be honest. So I didn't know Jesus yet (laughs) Uh, before we moved there. After we moved there is when I got saved. So yeah, it was uh, the best thing I could have ever done. But the ultimate That's what I want to make sure to present to you today is knowing Jesus as our Savior. Romans 10 and 9 says that if you confess with your mouth that Jesus is Lord and believe in your heart that God raised him from the dead, you will be saved. See, that means we will spend eternity with the Lord, not eternity in hell. There's only one of two places we'll go. There is no middle ground. 
And, uh, you know, these are the last days. We could see it. Everything is lining up with the word of God. The What the world calls global warming is what it says in the book of uh, Peter talking about how the world will be destroyed by fire. So it's getting hot. It's getting heated up. The waters are everything. It's all part of what God's word says. So when we know the word, we won't be surprised. We won't be afraid. We won't be fearful. We'll we'll be excited and uh, knowing that God is in control and, and spreading the word of the Lord and sharing it with others. That's the goal. Making sure that we're praying for others and sharing the love of Jesus with others. All right. I love you all so very much. May the Lord bless and protect you. May his face radiate with joy because of you. May he be gracious unto you, show you his favor and give you his peace. In Jesus name, amen. And remember, we can do all things through Christ who strengthens us. And don't forget to check us out on our website, JackieBikesMinistries.org, J-A-C-K-I-E, Be Like Boy, U-Y-C-K-S, Ministries.org. Check out the messages and please share them with others. And don't forget to check us out on TZoneKC.org to learn more about what we're doing in the community, teaching our youth about life skills, workforce skills, entrepreneurship, peer mediation, and human and sex trafficking awareness, along with DIY programs, teaching them how to do small household repairs. We are so grateful to each and every one of you. Thank you for all that you do to help us excel and and getting our youth prepared to go out and make their own choices, but equipping them with the knowledge they need to do so. So we thank you all so much. All right, mighty warriors, go forth and make it an awesome day, fulfilling the purpose that God has given you. And I will talk to you later. Bye-bye.